Welcome to the Simply His Coffee Shop. In a day and age where we compare everything, why do we as Christians feel the need to compare and maybe even compete with our holiness? Isn't our holiness between us and God? Today, we are discussing how competing with other Christians is detrimental to our lives. So many times we play that comparison game and and we've joked about it. Oh, you're not as spiritual as me or you're not as holy as me because you don't do fill in the blank. And that's just not what the gospel of Christ is about at all. (laughs) Not really. (laughs) It's kind of ridiculous, but we do. We, We play these comparative games and it's not even biblical. Have you guys ever been in that position where someone is telling you that you're not as holy as them? I've had people tell me that we must set a great example. One instance uh, where they had rattled off a three-point sermon, and then they says to me, so where are you in the Word of God? Oh. And I was like, well, I got up this morning. I scrambled out the door. I'm here, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Four-hour car drive. Yeah, and I'm, yeah. And I'm like, okay. I didn't read today, but I was driving and here I am. Anyway, long story. I kind of brooded over that for a long time because I felt like I was not mm. spiritually oh. prepared or worthy or until finally one day I'm sitting at my uh, my desk and I'm like, Lord, and I'm really brokenhearted because I'm feeling like I shouldn't even be wow. doing anything. I'm not worthy, you know. And he tapped me on the shoulder like we talked mm-hmm. about in that last episode And he says, it's not, where are you in the word? It's where is the word in you? Mm. And I was like, oh my gosh. It made me realize that for the first time, if you miss your Bible reading, Mm -hmm. it does not mean that you are now not qualified. Right, right, right. It does not negate your qualifications because he called you in spite of all of your fails. Absolutely. Even Jesus said that the true Christians will be recognized by the fruit that their lives produce. He also said that we'll be held accountable for every careless word that comes out of our mouth. It's very convicting when you put those two verses together. And also, if you look at everything that Jesus stood for, I mean, who were the Pharisees? How do we know them today? Mm -hmm. We know them as that holy, mm, everything was for outward show. They had that religious spirit. Right, right. But they didn't have anything fruitful in their life at all. And all they were known for was converting proselytes. You traverse land and sea to create a convert, Jesus said. And when you have succeeded in what you set out to do, you have made that convert twice the child of hell as yourself. What does this mean? This means if if what we're doing is we're involving ourselves in the church with a holiness competition, right? we are the Pharisaic church. We have returned to, as I was just telling Dakota and Brittany yesterday, there's the church that was the Pharisaic church. That is not the church that Jesus Christ yeah. came to build. Right. That's the church he came to tear down, and he mm. did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So right. when, when, when we're on the other side of that, and we're listening to these people who, well, Nita, where are you at in the word? How many verses did you read this morning? Uh, and, or, or things that they're not saying, but you know they're thinking it. Sure. You know, you, you, you make eye contact for a minute on Sunday morning and their hands are raised up higher than yours. And they're giving you that look that says, uh, you're not raising your hand. You're not speaking in time. You're not over here dancing. You get your tambourine. No, there's right. that, that spirit. Yeah. They don't say it. Yeah. You know, there's that judgmental. You're just not Christian enough. And it's everywhere. It's everywhere. And that is precisely what Jesus Christ himself radically. Absolutely. And that 
to me goes back, we, we did the Ten Commandments. We did a whole series on the Ten Commandments. And when we were talking about taking the Lord's name oh, in yeah. vain, that is taking the Lord's name in vain because that's not what Jesus was about. Jesus came to show love and right. acceptance to the worst sinners that Absolutely. there were in his time. Absolutely. He went because he wanted to save the lost. He didn't care about all of being in the synagogue and he was going to be the big Pharisee and he was going to be the mm. big leader in the tabernacle. That's not what he did. Right. He went out to the little old ladies and the orphans and the tax collectors. And yep. he said, mm-hmm. these are the people that you need to care about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Take care of these people. Love these people. What was one of his new commandments in the New Testament was love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. How is telling somebody else, where are you needed in the word of God? How is that being anything but divisive. Seriously, it just doesn't make any sense. And then the other thing it brings to mind for me is the whole plank in the speck. Why are you worried about the speck in my eye when you have a plank in your own eye? And that's not me being judgmental. That's just, dude, Right? where's your fruit at? Sweep your own porch. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'll sweep my porch. I love you sweep yours. this reminds me of, you know, is, is if you read really deeply into the biographical information that exists out there for uh, one of the preachers of the Great Awakening, mm-hmm. D.L. Moody, okay, this guy, he signed his name with X's, couldn't even read, couldn't write, wow. had to have somebody that was, you know, following him around and signing his checks wow. and reading the word to him and everything like that. This guy was completely illiterate. Wow. So it's not about impressive education, right? right. That's right. That's, right. That's, that's that. lesson number one. I love that. This guy got so on fire that he <laughs> marched right down into a, it's a town in Chicago at the time, approximately Abraham Lincoln presidency time. The nickname of this town was Little Hell. Mm. Oh, wow. uh, there were gangs everywhere. Wow. There was stabbings in the street. The blood run thick. Like this was the worst place in the world that you mm-hmm. could possibly go. Now, the, the thing that everybody wrote about this guy was that he was so excited and upbeat and happy and jovial that you couldn't turn it off. And he would go, <laughs> wow. he went down into an abandoned train car with nobody himself. And he went out into this train car and he just starts screaming, Jesus loves you guys. This is so cool. Come out of here. Do you know the Lord? And he was just like freaking out. And these gangsters are all, you know, they're grabbing their knives. And literally, this is part of the story. They're approaching this train car with their knives out. Like this guy is on something or what is, you know, he just won't stop. And he's jumping up and down and he's so excited. Eventually he draws a crowd and he builds himself this little congregation. And this was the beginning of his ministry. Well, Early on, you know, he had gang members and things like that that were coming to him and saying, my aunt so-and-so or, you know, Sister Bertha better than you in in the church Mm. or whoever has told me that this thing that is in my life is a sin. Well, these things that they were asking about were legitimately not of God. Right. So the way he handled that was he was so excited to tell them what the Bible said that he never did the whole, oh, it is, brother. Now let's talk about what you've done. Instead, it was... (laughs) Dude, do you know what the Bible says about that? I can't wait to tell you about it right here. Now, guy who reads for me, read the thing you said. And and this guy that, you know, that was always with them and ministering with them, he was reading all these verses and he was so excited that they never felt judgment once. They were just sitting here going, this guy is so happy Mm -hmm. that whatever he's got, I want more of it. Right, absolutely. And he was so on fire. And now look back. 
over 10,000 people mm. every time he preached wow. before microphones and yeah, speakers right, and everything. Right. He just had to scream. And it was standing room only everywhere he went. He packed out everywhere. He ministered to Benjamin Franklin, presidents. Wow. This guy was so huge. He even had a moment between him and Abraham Lincoln when Abraham Lincoln was able to kind of encourage him and tell him, you know, that <laughs> there were people that said I wouldn't be president. Mm. And I said, yes, I will. Yeah. <laughs> Which is cool, you know. Very cool. Anyway, I wrote all about him in Final Fire. But if you're listening to this episode and you're sitting at home and you're thinking, yeah, but okay, in order to not engage in this holiness spiritual competition, how do I, because part of loving the lost is being able to understand and recognize the sin that condemns yeah, them. Right, right, right. And Absolutely. if you can recognize the sin that condemns them and in a way that is loving, mm-hmm. let them know that there is freedom from that bondage. Right. That it is bondage, first yeah, of all, that that's right. what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not this liberal, exciting thing you think it is. It's bondage and here's the freedom that comes from it. Mm-hmm. And you can do that in a way that is Holy Spirit inspired and right. anointed. It's not going to be off-putting. It's not right. going to be this, Nita, where were you in the word? That yeah. snarky little religious spirited yeah. nonsense. Yeah. There is a way that that can be communicated. Mm-hmm. And obviously it's different from D.L. Moody mm-hmm. as it is for me or mom or yeah, anyone else. So seeking the Lord and being truly contrite mm-hmm. in your heart when you catch yourself. Right. Oh, oh, right. I just judged that woman. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Judgment right. just fell yeah. right out of this mouth. Right. I rebuke yep. that. Yeah. Help yes. me, Lord. I yep. need to correct that. Absolutely. And then you do. And he teaches you how to communicate. I've had to catch myself like that where I'll be or make a snap judgment about somebody by by their appearance or what they're doing, yeah. or, you know, things like that. And that is something that I always try to be aware of. It's like, OK, well, what am I doing? A- am I judging them because of the way that they look, the way that they're the things that they're doing? It's not my place to judge. And then I have to, you know, reset myself and say, OK, it's not OK to judge them for what they're doing. Why can't I just pray for them? In my own spirit, I don't right. need to go tell her that, hey, did you see so-and-so? Well, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's, <laughs> right. that's just you know. as bad, right? right. So yeah. that's not something that I need to be putting in me because what we have in our heart is what then comes out, right? So if I have judgmental spirit on trying to reach somebody, that's not going to help anyone. But a lot of people get drawn to somebody like Moody that is so excited and they're just on fire and they have this passion, but they love people. Uh They don't turn them away by their judgmentalness. They're not competing with them in the holiness department. And a lot of churches that you see, they are thriving. They don't have a lot of the judgmental stuff going on. They they have the acceptance of please come. We want to minister to you. How can we help you? What can we do to further your relationship with Christ? (laughs) You've Uh got baggage. You're in the right place. Oh, exactly. What people hear is you've got baggage. You're not welcome here. This is the place of the beautiful people. Oh, shiny church. Oh, (laughs) yeah. You know, shiny church. That's what I think of. You know, a couple of years back, she's a singer, musician. She's incredibly talented, very secular did some very outlandish things. And this person said something to me and I, and I just looked at them and said, where were we in her path that she's now where she's at, where we didn't, a a Christian, a follower of Jesus, a lover of the Lord, we're going to be known by our what? Our, you know, critical, harsh, judgmental spirit. No, we're supposed to be known by our love. Mm -hmm. Hello. So why didn't one of us intersect in her life at some point and show her love 
maybe today she would be utilizing that talent for him mm-hmm. instead of for, you know, where she's at now. It's easy to get into that judgmental mindset, you know, or having a strong opinion mindset. <laughs> but at the same time, it's, I don't know what they've been through. Oh, yeah. I have no clue what they've been through. And yeah. and if if they need a savior, then I maybe need to figure out a way to interact with them that can, you know, afford that opportunity to come to fruition with them. I like what Donna said a few minutes ago about a contrite heart. You know, I think that that is is where you need to be because opposite of that is is proud and haughty mm, and yeah. arrogant. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. And there's a lot of that. Oh, and I for think sure. Really, the contrite humility. Yeah. Humble. Yeah. That's that's what spirit we need to be of. Absolutely. There's nothing weak about that. No, not at all. It's, it takes more strength to be that. Yeah. Than what comes human nature to judge and to right, be cruel right. and to be hateful. Mm-hmm. We do need to take a really quick break. We'll be right back. Summer is here. The kiddos are out of school, the days are getting longer, and the time for rest and rejuvenation is upon us. We're here to boost your summer plans with our Simply His Summer Collection Package. Being a mother is a job that never ends no matter how old your children are. And as moms, we also need to be there for each other as we trek through the weeds of parenthood. Motherhood does not have to cost us our energy, our bodies, or our health. With the incredible Simply His Summer Collection Package, you'll get the informative book Mom Hacks by author Daria Long Gillespie, a physician and mother who shares solutions for moms everywhere that doesn't have to be adding to your to-do list, but can totally make doing life and motherhood easier. Also included in this package is our sleek Simply His Tumbler, Constructed of stainless steel in a beautiful turquoise, a handy reusable straw, and adorned with our Simply His logo, you can keep your drinks ice cold while you spend some time in the sun hour after hour. And speaking of ice cold drinks, who doesn't love a nice glass of iced tea on those hot summer days? Well, we have a special surprise for you. Pick your favorite flavor from our selection of organic, non-GMO loose leaf teas that can be enjoyed both iced or hot. Our teas are perfect for single-serve drinks, but also work wonderfully for summer gatherings with your family. Will you choose the Southern Peach or maybe Mango Tango? Get the Simply His Summer Collection Package today. Retail value of over $50 is yours for just $35 plus shipping and handling. Scan the QR code on the screen or give us a call at 844-750-4985. Again, that's 844-750-4985. Now let's get back to Simply His. Welcome back to the Simply His Coffee Shop. We are continuing our discussion on the holiness competition and how we shouldn't be playing that game. We shouldn't be comparing ourselves to those around us. I think sometimes, too, that in our own selves occasionally we do that because we're, especially as women, we're constantly Mm -hmm. comparing ourselves, how we look, what we do to each other and oh she's so much holier than me because she right. she gets up and her kids are so good and they're Christians and they're praying and they're on the worship team and la di da di da sometimes we play that game ourselves I think sometimes and we do that to ourselves which is not a good thing to do right. but then I think where 
it becomes an even bigger problem is then when we do that to those around us and we start judging. And on the break, Donna, we were talking a little bit about the sheep and the goats and how terrifying that passage of scripture is. You want to elaborate a little bit on that? I can tell you this. If you're not terrified when you read that passage, I think you there may be something that is, there's a disconnect there. The idea that there is a day coming where God is literally going to separate the true sheep, those who truly mm-hmm. followed him, from the goats. And what are the goats? They're the imposters. Mm. They are those who pretended to be the sheep, but they weren't of the sheep. And Mm. Jesus is describing this moment and he's talking about the separation of the sheep and the goats. And he's saying there will be on the day of judgment that there will be those goats that stand there and say, but Lord, Lord, didn't I cast demons out in your name? Now listen, Jesus didn't say that these people were going to say that. And then God was going to say, yeah, but that's why the demons didn't leave. Mm. No, no. (laughs) The person who comes to the altar is often receives the miracle they're looking for because their heart is sincere. The goat at the pedestal behind the the pulpit Pulpit? Mm -hmm. is not always sincere. God will still make miracles and supernatural Mm -hmm. occurrences happen. So sometimes people, and they get it wrong, they look at, you know, John Smith, who is over here preaching and he's, you know, doing all of his whatever at the altar and there's spiritual manifestations and there's miracles happening and they look at him and they go, oh, he's really in touch with God. Right, right, right. They don't understand that God is responding to the seeker, not because some, you know, super move is happening on stage. And so Jesus is responding to this confusion. There's this moment where there are going to be people on judgment day that say, didn't I even perform miracles? Everybody saw it. They were there that Sunday. That woman got out of her wheelchair. She ran across the stage. I cast demons out in your name. Didn't I do these things in your name? And God responds, depart from me. I never knew you. Right. Whoa, that is so terrifying to me. I want to be the one that hears, you know, well done, my good and faithful servant. You totally messed all of that up over there. You (laughs) you missed it, but you got this one thing right. You loved And then over in 1 Corinthians, you know, the love chapter, this is the words of Paul here. He says, you can speak with the, with, Mm. with the language of angels, Mm -hmm. a a language that is so beautiful and so poetic. The words are like music in the air. You Mm -hmm. can speak with the most supernaturally beautiful language, but if it hath not love, Love, right? It is nothing to God, but a clanging symbol. Mm -hmm. Just the most yeah. annoying sound you can imagine. <laughs> exactly. That is what God hears. Yeah. Even if your language is the language of angels, if it hath not love. So I'm sitting here and I'm going, okay, holiness competition. What is the number one thing that I see missing in all of these people? But I've watched as a lot of people have missed the mark. What is sin? Missing the mark. Missing the mark. Yeah. They go into this ministry. It's a bit, they get it really excited. I mean, they get people around them excited mm. and, and people see that as the anointing. They don't realize that this person could just as equally be working for like, you know, I don't know, Microsoft, Apple or something and be doing, you know, self-help 
Yeah, it's training. Right. Yeah. They get excited and they're good speakers. And so everybody goes, oh, that person's anointed. And they do not speak the love of God. At the end of the day, these are the same people that used to come into where you and I used to work in a kitchen and scream about the fact that you weren't giving them two pieces of bacon. You see this VIP card? I'm the speaker. I deserve better. Mm -hmm. Two pieces of bacon. Yeah. This was a real season in our life. And we saw one person after another, after another, after another, after another, after another who came in with all the bells, the whistles, yeah. the glowing, the praise, yeah. the anointing, hallelujah. And they didn't care at all. They would walk right in yeah. there and smart mouth my mother. They would walk right in there and tell my older sister, Allie, that she's not doing her job right. And she, well, if she wanted to, you know, be blessed and she would do. They, wow. Can we get some cocoa in here, please? Can we get some cocoa? Like they were just so snarky and evil. The spirit behind wow. what they were saying was Entitled. dead, cold religion. Entitled. What is the entire gospel without love? It is dead, it's cold nothing. religion. Yeah. Stinks like a dead fish. Not Jesus. And what is it that the, the world smells? Mm. What is it that the world smells? Cold, dead religion. There's yep. no reason. that They don't want to be drawn into that. So when we get caught up in the mm. holiness competition, mm. the love is out the window. Wow. Yep. They will be known by their fruit, but their fruit is rotten, rotten. to the core. Well, that's where righteous fury comes in. That's where Jesus went in oh, and yeah. tipped the tables, mm -hmm. you know, because they were, they were not treating not his father's house with respect. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's why he did that. So it's okay to have righteous indignation and a little bit of that fury in there because it's not about judging those people. It's about that spirit, that, that spirit. Yeah. It's just so off-putting. You yeah, don't want anything to do with it. Completely the polar opposite of humility. Uh, yeah. It's like reeks of pride and arrogance. And right. and there's yep. there's not one person that's going to be drawn to that. No. Oh, Jesus is this. I want more of that. No. You know, it's like, good Lord, get away. <laughs> you know, disgusting. I like what Donna said, though, that, that to those people who are truly seeking God, he can, he can use anything absolutely to present the answer to you at the moment of your need. I remember one of the times that uh, I received an answer to God, and I was not expecting it to be truthful. There was a guy that was, uh, he was a charlatan. Mm -hmm. He was going from church to church telling big stories about how he was this big, famous baseball player, and he wasn't. Oh, wow. But he was doing all kinds of shaking stuff behind the scenes. I won't even go into detail because I don't have time. But as it turned out, this guy was just fleecing the people mm. as he would go through. One day when he was on the platform, and I was really sincerely praying. So as a seeker, I was sincere, and I'm like, yeah, Lord, absolutely. I really want to know what is my direction. What do you want me to do? Yep. And funny, funny, <laughs> this is where we was talking like earlier, how God speaks to us on our level. Yeah. Yep. Don't ask me why. This was the strangest thing that ever happened. But in my mind's eye, I'm not going to call it a vision, it was broad daylight, so I'm not like sleepy or anything. Right. And in my mind's eye, the sky began to kind of, it was a picture of the sky. The sky began to kind of rumble and just quiver and, and shake. And I saw out of the sky came a hand down through the sky like this. And, and it had a branding iron, a branding iron. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he, and he touched my forehead. Definitely a women's ministries branding iron. Mm -hmm. But what's really funny is that the same little emblem then later on became another version of what Whispering Ponies Ranch mm. logo is. Mm -hmm. I did not know that at the time Yeah. when he touched my head with that yeah. little logo. Yeah. 
this all happened on a day when this charlatan was up there. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's where, though, that that is truly a spirit. But God can still use that person. That is a true description of a goat, you know, because up at Camp Davidson, when we were up there, we did. We played we played a little game that we called who can spot the speaker first. <laughs> no, we did. We played did. this little game that said who could spot the speaker first. And I think there was one time I am not joking in like the four to five years that we were there one time we could not spot the speaker because he was filled with humility but anyways that's a whole nother subject but that doesn't take away that the fact that there were so many kids and some of these kids we've stayed in contact a couple of them anyways but they have a story of being transformed at camp does that mean that that speaker didn't do his job no he was still being used by god and we've said that before is god can use anybody he uses balaam's donkey because balaam wasn't paying attention that's the one you know but God still used them and they had that story because they were the seekers. <laughs> they were the ones saying, Lord, I came to camp because I wanted to meet you. I wanted right. to hear more about you and right. learn more about you. Right. So yes. it's incredible that God can do that. In spite of it. In spite of the goat. In spite of it. He can still reach a sheep. Still it's actually reach. more beautiful when he does, Yeah, I think, because it erases from our expectations. Mm-hmm. That God will only meet me at the altar if the person who's, uh, you know, yeah, doing his uh, altar uh, thing yeah, right. is anointed. And it's like, no, 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 honey. God will do. God's not concerned with that guy right now. If he's calling you, right. he's talking to exactly. you. Right. 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 I love it. He's anything. He's just using this platform and this time right. where these other people are included in to speak yeah. to you personally. Mm. So it's just the catalyst. Yeah, for sure. You know. It's very interesting how he does that. <laughs> but yeah, that game was always really funny. <laughs> Bought the speaker. Yeah, it's in the bacon. <laughs> okay, so, you know, we're, we're talking about how, you know, comparing yourself to another person, and especially in matters of spirituality, you know, um, Galatians 6, 4 through 5, it says each one of us should test their actions then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else for each one should carry their load, you know, and that's for me, you know, we were talking about WMs, you know, that was a big part of, you know, women's ministries is having a space where you're not comparing to each other, but you are uh, mentoring one another and being allowed a safe environment to be you, you know, but have accountability and have love in that space. And that goes back, you know, to what we continuously say on the show too, is that this is about your relationship with the Lord. It's not about what other people say about you or how they perceive you. This is about your relationship with the Lord. Other people can tear you down, but if you know who you are in Christ, that's that's all that you need. You need to know and be secure in your relationship with the Lord so that you know where it comes from. If right. your relationship is strong with him, that's all you really need. Right. And everything else, God will bring you people too, because yeah. we've seen that multiple times too, is God will bring you people that will help you and be there that are like-minded mm-hmm. and that want to build you up and mentor you. Yeah. 
So be that person, be that encouragement to others instead of being the one that's judging them. Just love them as Christ would have loved them. But again, that's that's where your heart needs to be. Thank you so much for joining us today. We will see you next week in the Simply His Coffee Shop.